What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite, and your auditory canals are tuned in to episode 135 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer step daddy. What's going on, man? Not much. Just happy to be here, as always, talking about games, games, and more games. Yay. Is that Motley Crue song? Games, games, games. Oh, game, games. Always. <laughs> Silly. Just silly. Silliness, silliness. And of course, that other voice that you heard is Trader Joe because our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, bro? Uh, not much, man. Just enjoying this wonderful Saturday. Uh, I put the uh, whipped cream and the cherry on top of all my trading this week at GameStop. So so I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the purge mode out of my gaming bulimic cycle over here so <laughs> well, that's one way to address your backlog that's good you got it yeah no <laughs> they had a uh, trade promotion where you got an extra five bucks for each game over like five and above and so i had to really do a heart to heart and say am i gonna really play this have i played it in the last three years four years since i owned it do i have it on games pass do i own it on steam it's like the usual <laughs> So, and I made sure when I made my trades to get nothing but trade credit in um, as far as cashing out. So, I mean, pretty much I'm trying to minimize as much physical as I can and, you know, have the physical games be games I really like and want, you know, to have physically. So, good things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. Well, as usual, the first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. So let's start with, with Trader Joe. What you been playing, man? Uh, pretty much my playlist is almost equal to Desmond's playlist. So pretty much, I don't know if you want to talk together, Des, about sure, this. We've, but... done it. we've done it the last couple of times since we seem to be you know, uh, playing buddies. So <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It just seems like I have really not taken any time to play anything besides the usual stuff that we've been playing for the last couple of weeks. Um, PSO two new Genesis. So uh, we've been plugging away, but even with the braver coming in, the braver is fun, but I, I could say, I'm just like, you know, I'm just coasting on this game right now. So it's like, uh, uh, there's not a lot of content. Uh, there was an additional side mission we both probably completed, but I still sign on to do my dailies. I'm still in the got one quest to hunt a red box down on here, so I'm not sure what other um, little promotions that they have going on or whatnot. But it's you know I'll still play the game, but I'm just waiting for the launch to occur in uh, winter, and hopefully they do launch it off with a bunch of new content on that. So. I agree 100%. I mean, I play the game with you to hang out um, and just, you know, shoot the shit and um, hang out, honestly. Um, 
it's not bad by any sense of the uh, sense of the uh, word, and I really do enjoy the. Um, I do uh, really enjoy the um, the the combat and and the way the game plays. I'm definitely a ranged character, which is you know fine. That's if that's what you you know want to do, and that's what you. And that's what you kind of uh, aspire to. I, I definitely am not a up close and personal melee character like Joe is, but but it is still a very uh, top notch uh, experience. If if a bit limited because of the fact that there is no uh, new content for it, but that will be coming. So, uh, like Joe said, we do we do just play it just to kind of hang out and see you know what it. Uh, what it's going to be like. So, so I, I actually have no problem. Yeah. And I'm, I'm finding kind of little things to work on. I'm trying to level up my braver class and I'm enjoying using the bow. Uh, Braver is like a cross between the katana and the bow on there, which katana is almost like literally almost the same weapon as the, um, the dual blades or what do you call them? The the nunchucks. So, (laughs) yeah. Pretty yeah. much, they almost play exactly the same. So, I mean, I don't mind having access to the katanas on there. But, uh, yeah, the the bow the bow's pretty cool, and it's kind of giving me appreciation for range combat, and it might be something to where I'm going to maybe uh, dig out some of the ranger uh, slash, I forgot the other class for the mid, like, gun class. But I oh, might, the gunner? Yeah, the gunner. But I might decide to, between now and when the next content drops going to happen maybe I'll level up the other uh you know character classes as well just to kind of keep things fresh on yeah. there um played a little bit of the ascent i don't think i played multiplayer with you does so i'm not sure where your playthroughs at i did happen to start a single player playthrough and create a character and uh, i'm gonna go back to it uh, here and there but uh, i'm still open to play in multiplayer i'm kind of curious if uh like our save game, whether if you progressed on with your character and like are like up in a higher level, whether we would you know, kind of sync up or how that would can. work. So, like, I still think that you can. Um, I just think you have to. Um, um, I think you have to. Um, whoever is initiating, well, then you'll join that person's game. I think that's how it works. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I know probably our listeners might know a little bit more than even we do because uh, we haven't really been we've been playing. I for me, I just played. I've been dabbling in the ascent. I haven't really gone back to it too much, and so still pretty good. Uh, yeah, like I'm still Tribes enjoying. And, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, tribes of Midgard, same thing. Uh, I'm gonna dedicate more time to playing that because I enjoyed what I played of it, but I uh, haven't really you know played too too much, you know, but. Uh, Something I'm going to dig into a little bit more. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected Beta is something we downloaded, and it's available this weekend as we're recording right now on there. And played a little bit last night before I got sleepy. Unfortunately, once 11 o'clock rolls around, I'm not no party animal anymore. And plus, given the fact I usually wake up like about 5 in the morning, 11 o'clock usually it's like it's pushing to, to the limit for me. So Push it to the limit. Take it to the limit. Yes. You're not doing that. So. No, I'm not taking it to the limit. I'm You're definitely I'm not doing that. You were like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. I can't stay awake. You're you like know? sleeping for the minute. <laughs> Something like that. I was playing PSO late one night. Um, 
And what happened was it's like I wound up getting a level 14 katana, really happy about it, went to go to Central City to try to grind it up. And I wound up using the level 14 katana to grind up a level four katana. So he wasn't and, paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. And mm. I was like, oh, damn, I'm half tired. I'm ready to go. And damn it, you know, had this nice rare drop and went way to dodo. Um, Diablo yeah. 2. He was just dodo. so sad about it. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I, believe you me. I mean, I'm hoping. We'll see. That's one of the, one of the things that keeps me playing. I want to have those rare drops for the braver uh, weapons at least so that way i get my whole set ready to go on there uh diablo 2 resurrected beta um kind of yeah you know it's i never played the original diablo 2 on pc so i'm coming into this fresh and it kind of almost it's like it's modern but at the same time a little bit more archaic so you have to have kind of dip your toe in both sides of the fence. They don't want to alienate people that play the original Diablo 2, so I totally understand that. Um, I know the character screen had a thing where, obviously, you only have so much space in your sack on there. That's not how uh, Diablo 3 is. And it's kind of funny that uh, that the uh, inventory is very similar to Titan Quest, which is another game that's inspired by Diablo that I've played on console, you know, so that it's almost it almost reminds me almost like of a, a better console titan titan quest conversion almost in a way so 100 uh, percent agree yeah and uh you know the graphics are not like you know tip top in the line or anything i did happen to desmos asking what does the, the performance versus quality do and i figured since we're playing on ps5 it wouldn't make a difference because i figured everything i, told would you, run. I knew what it did He's silly yeah, but I wasn't sure, and I actually yeah. put it in performance, and I, I felt that it ran better. And to yeah. me, it's like uh, it's kind of odd to me because of the fact that I think uh, if it's properly up-res and upscaled by the PlayStation Five, I think either either mode should run about the same. But uh, we'll have to see. I'm not Digital Foundry. I'm doing only by eyeball tests. So we'll have to see. I thought it was great. I mean, I I'm loving the Diablo uh, two. Again, I only played it maybe once, um, maybe twice, um, and that was at your house when your ex wife uh, had it and she was playing it and she let me dabble in it. So I got to play it and I was just like, it was the, you know, uh, wasp. Uh, controls with the with the point and click mouse so and it was one and i was just like oh you know this is not you know i'm not liking this because i yeah. i don't know how to play it that way but I, I i could totally see why people um enjoy the game and i and i think um bethesda put just enough love in it to make it um something interesting and which would allow people uh who loved it before to to enjoy it like now i i think it's you know pretty good and i have to agree with you your your uh, comparison to a better to to like a a a, a oh, it was a it, it's like a more modern uh uh titan quest uh, i mean they, they really did a lot of bells and whistles to make to make it kind of run better and look better. There's a couple of things that I think are just really weird. Like you just can't run constantly. Now there's like, you have to toggle on and off for walking and you run out of stamina 
Maybe that's to make it so it's harder so you can't run away from mobs or something. So for, the, for, for me, I was kind of s- like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I was just like, just let me run because you can because you can run in, in Diablo three. So I think that would have been just a really better quality of life just to let you run around. You know, so maybe I, I don't know. that's just, an aspect of Diablo two that we are not aware of. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Because we're just ignorant because we never played the first one or, you know, or, 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 or we have a limited scope of it. But I'm actually in, enjoying what I'm playing. Um, I'm playing mostly um, solo uh, and then I play with Joe um, and I haven't played with any just randoms. Um, I know you can mute the sound and don't have to worry about that, but I'm not really wanting to do that. Um, I'm really just wanting to experience it. I've played two characters. I've played the druid, and I went specifically the healing route. Uh, sorry, the summoner route. And then I played uh, the um, the sorceress. I, as I like um, healer, not healers. I like um, uh, magic users, and so I'm trying to see which one works better. Um, but again. Uh, I'm probably gonna play this for a while. I, I like the way it looks, and I think it's I think it's cool so far. Well, like we I, gotta play it what we can because the, I think the beta is uh, not sure on the dates. I'm gonna check on that right. Yeah, now. it's only for this weekend, and then next weekend it's a free it's a free for all beta until the um, until it releases. So gotcha. Yeah, so this is only this beta this weekend is only for people who pre ordered it. Um, which which Joe and I did. So and then most likely gonna play it uh, again uh, the following weekend. At least I think I am. Again, I'm really enjoying it. So, so we'll are see. you gonna check it out, Kev? You're gonna wait for the open open beta next weekend to see if you're gonna dig it or not. I'll probably wait till the open beta. I I never really. Diablo 2 never really, I because I never really was interested in that game all that much. So I'll have to see what how it plays on console. Uh, I'm not expecting to to purchase it, but we'll see. I, I think I'm just I'm I'm fine holding out for four. See what that looks like. Cool. All right, good job. Well, that's all for me. Um, is that all for you too, Des? Uh, so since we're going to continue on, um, and I'll just piggyback off of yours, uh, Travis and Midgard, pretty good. Again, it's my kind of go-to time waster, uh, game. You basically just hop in, run a couple of, uh, missions with some, with like nine other people, and then you hop out and you just slowly build up your, um, your, your meter. And then it's not a, it's not a bad game. It's just something to, to pass the time. Uh... The only other game that we are we're getting ready to play is we downloaded the Avengers, Marvel Avengers, and we are gonna play that again. It's been a year later. Bless and, your hearts. Well, it's been a year later, and you know, Search and Fire had 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 uh, he's been playing it, um, and we said, sure, we'll play with you definitely to see how it is. The new. Uh, the new expansion is coming out for Black Panther, and we'll see how that goes, and see if they do any more of a of an overhaul of the um, of the gameplay in the system. I don't know if there's going to be any overhauls, but but we'll definitely see. But we'll let you know uh, next week 
uh, definitely what the what what our experiences were. So, yeah, my thing is I haven't really played the actual game game. I only played the beta. So, oh no, I played it. I, I played it for quite a while. Yeah, so, so everything's going to be all new in the for me and maybe uh, I mean I'm not going in expect I'm not I don't have a negative attitude I'll just kind of see how it plays and kind of take it from there I mean I already own it so it's just like <laughs> yeah it's like what are you gonna do about it <laughs> no I, it's it's a boon everything's a plus so you know yeah so we'll see um how it goes uh it is my hope that it is that that it is fun um I don't know like I, I guess I'm a sucker because you give me you know you, you give me what was it marvel characters and i'm just kind of like you know <laughs> but 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 i i just wish the game was a little bit better though i can't you know say anything until i actually play it some and see how how it how it actually has gotten my hope is that it's better do you think even the way the game is now it's better than that marvel ultimate alliance game that's on the switch uh no marvel ultimate alliance has always been a better a better franchise um it has always been so yeah i think it was always um the ultimate franchise has just been so good number one and two beat them both fantastic three was a little wonky but but it's definitely not 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 anywhere near what uh marvel's avengers turned out to be so But that's it for me, really. Uh, so, Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? Well, for me, it's been <clears throat> hasn't been a whole lot. I've been working on some some projects offline, and uh, I haven't had a whole lot of time to game. But I've gone and I've played Rage Two, and I tried to I've tried playing Rage Two when it first came out. I bought it. Uh, I bought it, bought the uh, the Xbox version, and kind of I liked the way I liked the presentation, you know. I, and I, I played it, and I was just like, uh, "This seems a little, you know, Thank something's you. off. Something's off. Something's off." I, I really couldn't put my put my finger on it. It seemed it seemed a little stale. So I set it aside, never went back to it. So it shows up on Game Pass after a while, and then I wind up with another Xbox. So I went on ahead, and for whatever reason, I downloaded it again. And I don't know if it <clears throat> if it has to do with the performance in comparison to playing it on the One X as opposed to the Series X, but it's it i'm i'm enjoying the game uh more so i'm i'm about maybe if i had to guess i'm probably about 7 hours into the game i've done a number of side quests i'm working on the main storyline and <clears throat> i'm liking the game it's i think it would to me i call it doom with a purpose uh i'm i'm not the biggest doom fan uh, i played i played a couple of the classic ones which were okay and then 
Doom, what was that, 2016 or 2018, whenever that first one, that that first uh, reimagining came out. That, like, everyone loved? That everyone, yeah, everyone's loved, loved it, and I played, I think I bought that, and I played it, and it's like, okay, after you've done your first several walk down the corridors into the arenas, okay, I shoot more demons in the face, it's like, okay, what else am I going to do? And I haven't even tried playing that that the the sequel to that. <clears throat> this one, you, it just feels like there's more of a purpose. You're actually going from point to point, or point of interest to point of interest on a map. You're there is a feeling of completion as you are doing missions for people. They're not all fetch quests. There are some that are fetch quests, but some involves you. Uh, you know, like securing a fuel station because the, the for those who don't know, Rage Two is set in this like post-apocalyptic world, <clears throat> kind of like if uh, Mad Max and Terminator had a baby. That's that's basically what what the world of Rage Two is like. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're basically securing points. You may have to take out a convoy. The vehicle that you're assigned, you can drive any car that you find in the in the world, but the vehicle that you are assigned is upgradable. You can buy different weapons for it. If you find the parts for it, you can build different weapons for your vehicle. So there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of meat on on the bones and the weapon like selection. Yeah, the weapon selections uh, you're assigned them. You go to these pods that are remnants from the uh, for the <clears throat> for the from the creators of this battle suit that you wear uh, called the Ranger suit. So you find these, you open them up, and there may be a skill up a skill upgrade or a new skill that you can use. I just unlock the Ranger shotgun, which is beast it's a beast mode shotgun you can either shoot spread or slugs and what's funny is the slug when you shoot someone with a slug it just sends them flying like at ridiculous to ridiculous lengths it's it's a beast of a shotgun so i've been using that a lot you've got your wing stick which can be upgraded and you you can throw that you can eventually upgrade it to you can throw it around corners and decapitate enemies <laughs> who are hiding from you. So pretty it, much everything a, is so pretty much everything is upgradable. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of upgradable stuff. The now the vehicles that you find in the field are not upgradable, but your okay. vehicle is. The weapons that you pick up and you you can't even pick up non-ranger weapons in the field, which I think I understand why they made that gameplay mechanic decision, but it seemed it kind of pulls you out of the realism because if if I run out of ammo in my Ranger uh, assault rifle, then why wouldn't I pick up you know some grunt submachine gun that's just lying there right in front of me after I've killed them? It, I get why they made it, it I, why they did it that way, but it it just kind of pulls you out of the what would a what would this elite soldier do in that situation? Of course, he grabbed the you know. <laughs> pick up the yeah. enemy's weapon but it's a fun game uh went back to eternal and i am still working on the second biodome i'm actually able to get to the boss pretty easily 
and I can whittle him down to his about halfway from in his second form. And then when I get to the second form, I, I get I get because he does these moves where he's dodging and kind of flying at you. He's easy. He's an airborne enemy. So he's rushing you from the skies and it's really hard to track him. If you lose sight of him, you, you really won't see him coming because he moves really fast. But I'm still enjoying the heck out of that game. Uh, Scarlet Nexus, I've made some some fairly significant. I feel like I've made some fairly significant progress in that game. I think what happened is that the last time I played, uh, it was right before a, a major boss fight. I completed that boss fight. So things it just feels like things have kind of progressed. But I'm very well into that game, enjoying enjoying what I'm playing. And the last game that I've fiddled with is Dodgeball Academia. It's uh, it's on Games Pass. And basically, it's if OKKO and My Hero Academia had a had a had an orgy made by a bed from uh, Technos of Japan. That's basically what what Dodgeball really? Academia is. It's Oh, an orgy. Oh it's God. not good, in my opinion. It, it, it's okay. So that's a bad it, orgy. It's yeah. It, it it's it, it. This you know this is what happens when you make bad decisions. It's uh, now again. I'm comparing this to Technos. That that's the only dodgeball that I recognize. You know, is Super Dodgeball series. And this game tries to do that, but the you know, the characters don't super jump. They do these, like, kind of lame little jumps. Now, you can do these special throws and whatnot, but, and I'm very early in the game. I don't know if I'm going to continue to play it. I barely made it through. I, I went through the tutorial, so I know how to throw, know how to catch. One thing that I don't, and I, I didn't, it's nowhere near as deep as even the NES version of Super Dodgeball. You can catch any special throw that's thrown at you just by hitting the regular catch button. And that kind of defeats the purpose of the super throw. You know, the super oh, throw, yeah. you're supposed to either dodge or jump and either catch it in the and catch it in the air or wait till it hits the ground before picking up the ball. Well, in this game, you can catch super throws like and it's like, it's <laughs> defeating the purpose and the graph that your character looks dang on like KO from OKKO OK for those who know uh, who are familiar with that Cartoon Network series. It, I mean, he I, I don't I don't know why Cartoon Network didn't sue. He looks straight up like KO and you're enrolling into this. Some of the some of the characters are obvious rips from My Hero Academia. You can tell. Uh. It, it it's it, you know <laughs> I'm like okay this control paste <laughs> control copy control paste yeah. and, and not in a good way I mean everybody kind of has this um, this chibi look to them and of course OKKO okay, is kind of has it. It, it it's that that art style is just just is pretty much all chibi and it was just. It's just very now granted, I'm not very far in the game, so maybe there is this 
unfor- un- unforeseen, untold level of gameplay mechanics meet that is just waiting just below the surface of this game for me to explore, but I don't know if I'm all that enthused to, to, to venture too much further. I, I have a feeling this game is destined for the delete button. Oh, well, oh well. <laughs> at least you tried it, right? I, I, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. But uh, other than that, that's all I have been playing this past week. What happened to your uh, vacuum conundrum? I'm going to be borrowing my mom's. I, it, it, I looked at I looked at that link that you sent me, and pretty much the quote-unquote budget vacuums that they recommended are ones I've already tried. Gotcha. And their recommended vacuums are like between five and seven hundred bucks. So it looks like I'm just going to have to spend between five to seven hundred bucks on a decent vacuum. So in the meantime, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to borrow my mom's. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, twenty and, years ago, everyone just got to work and got it done and over with. But you know, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's um, it, 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 it's it's frustrating. I, I'm I've I've got half a mind to just go ahead and call someone to get get this house back looked at. And in fact, that's probably what I'm going to do because. I've got this, the house I live in uh, was built back in the 70s, and these particular models came with a literal house back. There's a a vacuum motor and canister for your bag in the garage, and there are multiple outlets in the different rooms, and you have a, uh, like a main a carpet head and you've got some tools and all that stuff is still intact it came with the house i mean the stuff looks like it's brand freaking new so but for whatever reason it doesn't work so i'm i'm thinking about trying to find someone to to take a look at it and uh, just see if that can be start working again because i still feel like i shouldn't have to spend 700 bucks to get a decent vacuum but apparently that's what you have to do so, well, anyone out there with some tips for Kev, definitely let us know. Yeah. I mean, I, I like my shark vacuum, but you know, I've tried a different shark as well, and uh, it just didn't suck uh, hard enough. Har, har, har. But, <laughs> but mm. uh, the one I have with all the pet tools and whatnot, you know, a okay well, in my book. So, well, I mean, the shark that they recommended uh, when I looked at it was selling for 400 bucks. So, yikes. Yeah, so they the their budget the their their but the shark and they recommended the shark and the Dyson, and uh, and they also recommended for a canister what, what do you I mean like the the kind there's a particular name for them that have the wheels and have the canister and the you know the pull the the one that you can carry around really easily the one that's not the upright I forget they have a specific name for it I can't remember. And it's from an off brand that I've never even heard of. I looked them up. They want seven hundred and fifty dollars for that one. I'm like, nah, Man. I'm good. I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm like, That's you know, awesome. really? Awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my, I'll take my one fifty uh, shark. Thank you. So, so I'm like, there's, there's, there's got to be, there's got to be something. But Dyson's go on, are going do go on sale, and if you can catch them on, like, uh you know what is what is like those shop home shopping network channels 
they pop up fairly often on there. So I'll just wait until they show up. I know my mom watches those often. So she says, next time I see a Dyson, I'm going to let you know. So I'll just do it that way. That's unless I have some, take a look at the house bag. Mom's got you covered. Yeah. So other, that's it for me. So that's going to bring us to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be our main event. So, Des, you got the mic. All righty. So uh, thank you. As to, thank you, as always, for everyone who, who always participates in our uh, main event. You know, we usually have a question that we ask our listeners. Um, and you can always uh, be, be a part of that by joining our Discord or uh, sending us a message. Uh, at the end of the show, uh, Kevin will be letting you know how you can join our Discord or contact us on Twitter and or uh, Facebook and all that good stuff. So... Uh, our first question, or our question, was, uh, what is your most favorite video game bug that you have encountered through the years? Uh, Destiny Loot Cave, Super Mario Minus World, Game Shark shenanigans. Uh, let us know, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. So, now's the time. So, first one, uh, we're going to say, uh, Rin on Discord says, probably the uh, BLJ... Uh, from Mario 64. I pulled it off uh, the first time and it was just fun breaking. It was just fun breaking game getting through two stages earlier than usual. So uh, for those who don't know, it's called the backwards long jump. And Joe, can you tell us a little bit about the backwards long jump? I'm sure you competed in that in the last uh, Olympics, right? Yes. No. Right. No, no, I did not. Oh, you did not? Oh, oh. I, I guess I guess the medal went to the Chinese then. So um, who, uh, can you talk a little bit about the backwards long jump trick? Uh, well, as soon as Mario jump, the player has to hold backwards on the control stick after they land. The player should rapidly tap the jump button after a while. Mario should start zooming in backwards at very high speeds, usually going through walls and doors. On wow. Wow. So Mario's, so Mario's basically just, just tearing it up. Right? He's, he's just jumping, jumping, you know, crazy and, and just, well, of, co- of course it's a glitch. So, and I would think that that's definitely a, a glitch counts as bugs and all the weird stuff that you're technically not supposed to do. Um, and these are all the stuff that usual, like, what is it? Uh, speed runners use. So, so good for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the outline, they actually have a link for a website called the Glitchopedia. So it has all the, Video game glitches from, you know, way back when till now when all the glitches there are listed. So, yeah, I'm telling you, you know, and and some of these glitches, you know, you probably never heard of. God knows I, I haven't. I've never heard of the backwards long jump. So I do think that it should be something that is done in the Olympics. So uh, Dahmer on Twitter uh, says uh, Game Genie on Street Fighter 2 made it like a rainbow board at home. I feel like I still remember four of those codes. You had a game, didn't you? A uh, Game Genie, didn't you, Joe? Uh, I owned one, but I never really used it. So, well, I'm truth be told, yeah. Why, why, why didn't you ever use it? I mean, I, I figured that'd be right up your alley. Mm, didn't really care. I heard it was uh, supposed to. Um damage some cartridges too oh uh, i don't know what you think about the game shark or any sort of game genie kev did you ever mess with one or no yeah i actually actually had a game genie for the super nes 
And one yeah. of the so one I. of the when we talk about our glitches, that's one of the glitches I want to mention. Yeah, I mean that's once you go ahead and talk about it. Uh, once you okay. go ahead and talk about it, Kev. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll so talk about your glitches. My glitches. Okay, so th- with the game genie. So for those that don't know, there used to be this gaming magazine called Electronic Gaming Monthly or EGM for <laughs> short, Ooh. and they used to print game genie codes and the different things that they did in specific games well they had a street fighter they had one for street fighter 2 so i had an idea i was you know they had and i can't even remember what the original codes did but if you entered two different codes that affected several two other characters differently and i just discovered this by accident you and you choose zangief Zangief has telekinetic powers, meaning that he can do every grab move on any enemy, no matter how far away they are from him. So yeah, you can that. like you can like set the uh, the difficulty all the way to high to its highest level, and you're and you're doing one button pile drivers, overhead throws, and he's doing the move on the left hand side of the screen, and the enemy is. Your opponent is doing is is showing and feeling the effects of the move. So it's kind of like uh, what was that uh, Thunder Punch He Man? You know, you see it here, but you feel it there. Well, mm-hmm. you you got Thunder Punch Zangief. <laughs> he does a pile driver on one side of the screen, and you see the dude fly up in the, in the air and it comes yeah, and, down. And wasn't there one that you could like you could grab him from the so so if you were on the left side of the screen. And he was he was all the way on the right, and the character was, the other character was on the other side of the screen. You could literally reach from the other side and grab him and do a and do a the 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 spinning uh, pile driver was. I think I saw that one too, and I was like, like what is this? Like what are you doing? Like why? Stop it! <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that I don't know what that effect did with other characters because you entered you could enter several different codes in the game, genie. And I just knew that if you if I entered those two specific codes that I found that I that I have uh, that were in that copy of EGM, I still have that magazine. By the way, it, it's in a box in my at my mom's house. I know exactly where it is. It, had I been thinking clearly, I would have <laughs> grabbed that copy and 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 uh, said what the codes were. But uh, if if you enter both of those codes, I don't know what it did for other characters though. But I know I was just cracking up when what it did with Zangief. So I I never really <laughs> I never really ventured any further. So when the when the fighting the computer made me mad enough, I just switched to Zangief, put those two codes in, and just you know beat the hell out of the, yeah, the computer. Uh, so my other code, my last code is, uh, I don't know if anybody ever played driver, the original driver on the, on PlayStation one, but, uh, me and Damon were playing and, uh, I can't, was I, I can't remember if I was at his house or if he was, or if he was at mine, but I just got my, you, the, the game ends with you trying to save the president of the United States. You're driving the presidential limo. And you're being attacked by whatever terrorist group, enemy organizations trying to kill the president. 
and you have to get to this drive to this safe this you have to escape the enemy and get to this safe zone so i had basically what i had done i had died i evaded the enemy up to a point and i was on my way to the safe zone i from where i don't know where this enemy came from but this car one of the pursuers broadsized me in the at the passenger side the limo goes flying upwards i had you know up into infinity and at some point the game crashes it, it glitches and there are just these multiple after images of the of the limousine spinning around upside down <laughs> and what was so funny was the audio for the president was still running. <laughs> and the president says, where are we going, son? <laughs> it's like, we, so we heard that, we just both fell out because the, we're, we're in like, it's like you crack the matrix and you have all these after images of the limo flying and spinning around and doing all these ridiculous, spinning like a, like a top. And the president says, where are we going? It's, it's like, I wish I knew. Uh, for whatever reason, that just that just made me crack up. But th those are the two those are the two glitches that kind of still stick with me to this day. All right. Well, that sounds hilarious, Kev. Uh, all I could think about was just like, hello, son, where are we going? <laughs> I yeah, just... I mean, the, the pre he said several different things. And one of them was. Where are we going, son? And I'm I'm flipping through infinity. And it's like, yeah, I don't mm. know what to tell you, Press. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> so uh so Gerald on Discord says, the one glitch I can remember is when playing Skyrim and the Giants uh when they hit you and they made you bounce or fly out of the world. It happened to me a couple times. Yes, that was definitely a fun one that I noticed on uh Skyrim as well. Uh Skyrim had a bunch of them. Um, um and there's a it's funny there's a um uh there's a youtube channel called game ranks and they actively ask for um weird stuff and glitches and so they they always showcase tons of glitches and stuff and when skyrim uh we're talking about skyrim that was one of the ones that they were talking about and skyrim had a bunch so if you ever want to just have fun and sit down and actually look at uh, Skyrim glitches because there there are a ton of them and they are super funny. So so please take a look at them because they are they are super funny and you will definitely enjoy them. Uh, so Joe, uh, what are some you know glitches or bugs that uh, that that kind of make you stand up and be like, ah, oh, I remember that. That was hilarious. I don't know about hilarious. I know the first thing I thought about was like the first Easter egg I was aware of. Uh, something I read in the magazine. I actually uh, went in and um, attempted to do it, and it took a while for me to do it. But uh, uh, this is uh, Atari 2600 and uh, the game Adventure on here. Oh, and wow. There was an Easter egg in there that basically the guy that created the game um, hid – a um basically a credit screen saying that he created the game on there but there was a backward way of going about and doing it to get that screen to pop up so i just remember that was my first instances of uh dealing with a glitch you know, or and or you know some sort of uh hidden trick on there 
something else I could think of, I mean, obviously sometimes with games, obviously you get stuck in walls and that kind of thing uh, where you're just like, what the hell? And you have to reset the damn game. But, uh, you know, I started thinking about like uh, at the beginning of online, as far as uh, dealing with uh, sometimes glitches with Fantasy Star Online, of course, that resulted in like, you know, really weird boss battles i also thought about destiny one and the infamous uh, loot cave remember when yeah. we were all just all ready to roll actually that was before my time i wasn't playing <laughs> destiny at the time uh so you guys um you guys did that but um but i do yeah, remember spent an uh, hour and a half just shooting in a cave with a whole bunch of randos <laughs> And just running in and grabbing and grabbing uh what do they call them things Ingrams. icons Ingrams, uh, yeah yeah, in, in grams, yeah. Mm. You know, probably better source of our time. But uh, uh, another thing, too, that, you know, a glitch I kind of, because there's a ton of glitches in Destiny and Destiny 2. Yep. And uh, uh, I remember the one was the Mars, the uh, Valis Day Arc strike glitch. Yeah. Uh, the ice so. <laughs> Yeah, so. Get on top, you could glitch out of the arena and go on top and just shoot him from the top of in his head with the icebreaker. Just. Yeah, it's just the glitch, and then how glitch, how glitchy the um, uh, what is it? Uh, was it not Oryx? The other one, the uh, Crota. The, yeah, the Crota. The, how glitchy the Crota mission was. <laughs> was just... Oh, I yeah, I never really. I mean, we kind of had been in groups where they ran the like the Crota glitch, and basically was looking to try to obviously. Uh, make the run a lot less time involved whatnot so yeah those are always those are always my favorites were the were the ones that kind of greatly um shortened the gameplay you know that way you could um like and, and i'm not talking about like the farming the farming quote unquote because those technically aren't glitches unless you're really like glitching through something to make it reappear you know and stuff like that um but I don't know if that was something that like I, I don't I, I don't consider those glitches so much as I just consider them, you know, um, ways to uh, be more efficient in, in the farming. So, um, but the loot cave was definitely a glitch. <laughs> that was definitely a glitch, and so much so that they that they even acknowledged it. And so whenever a company acknowledges a glitch, you know that it's super silly. Do you um, have any other ones, Jim? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, pretty much uh, I haven't really, you know, played a game enough to where I'm like all cray-cray. I mean, I've seen pr plenty of glitches looking at speed runs and that kind of thing. And uh, remember the uh, infamous Donkey Kong kill screen from uh, – <laughs> That particular movie, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie right now. I mean, uh, I think um, Man vs. Kong, I think, or something. I forgot I forgot the name of that movie. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> do you know the name of that movie? Nope. The one with Billy Mitchell? I do not. But it's Man vs. Joe. Oh, the right? King of Kong? King of Kong. There King you go. Kong, yeah. Yeah. King, uh, King of Joe. Joe, Joe of Kong. <laughs> You should see um, that movie. That movie is quite hilarious and fun. So Steve Weeby versus uh, Billy Mitchell, and uh, the documentary is just all filmed in a way where you know Billy Mitchell obviously is the villain, but uh, I, I don't know if they really truly accurately like 
um, portray Trading. everyone oh. yeah, properly. Uh, what do you think, Kev? I never saw it. I had you never no desire it? to see it. Mm -mm. Gotcha. You should watch it. I think it's fun. So. Cool. Cool. I mean, the uh, you pretty much said most of all mine because a lot of the ones that I remembered 100% was the um, was the um, icebreaker in Destiny. But but one of my earliest glitches, and this was like this completely, uh, and I'm not sure how we found out about it, but me and my friend Patrick, you know, we were in junior high, you know, junior high. Uh, I had Nintendo, like a, an old SNES, and uh, he would come over and he'd spend the night and we'd, you know, be playing video games. And he, we put on uh, Mega Man and the original Mega Man. And it was the, it was the glitch where if you had a Lechman's power and you fought that, the, 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 the one, the one monster, the one boss that would, would turn into little cubes and fly across the screen and you had to dodge them. And if you if you shot the elect man at him at his eye, which was the weak point, and you paused it and you and you pause spammed it and unspammed it, uh, you paused it and unpaused it like rapidly, it would do extra damage to him because it would reset the damage and you could kill him in like one blast. I'll never forget that. And because we had struggled so long, and with that game, there was no way to. Like there was no like save, you know. You just had to run through it, you know, and or just you know start from the beginning. And I just I'll never forget that, you know, watching you know Patrick and I try to do that, and then Patrick getting it and getting past that, and just all it was was like a spam, you know, the 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 spam um, glitch, which I, I thought was hilarious, was one that I absolutely adored. And then the other one was the Castlevania. Symphony of the Night. It's not really a glitch so much as it's a farming mechanism for experience. And that's where you had to get, I think it was like Solomon's Cane or something, and you would take Alucard and you take him to like the, the beginning level once you got this weapon. And the thing was, it would hit it would hit monsters behind him and in front of him. And if you had a, a joystick or a controller that had turbo on it, oh, turbo controllers, I love them, you would basically tape down you turn on the turbo. I don't think you needed it, but it, it helped. It sped you up a little bit. And you would tape down the attack button and you would just let it go overnight. And the zombies from Symphony of the Night would get up and they'd walk towards Alucard from front and back. And he would just sit there and hit them with one attack. Right? Because all you needed was one hit and they'd die. And you could sit there for hours and farm XP. And so you would do that You'd get this weapon, you'd set him down, you'd, you'd tape up your attack button, you'd let him do that overnight, and you'd come back and you'd be like level 99. And you would just steamroll the rest of the game. It was hilarious. <laughs> that was the first time that I beat Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I just I just cheesed it the whole way through. I think it took like two hits to kill Dracula at the end. It was amazing. I felt so like <laughs> empowered. I was like, yes! I can do anything if I cheat. So, <laughs> well, so I don't know if that was a glitch so much as it was just someone, you know, realized, hey, you know, there's this thing that you could do in the game if you're willing to wait, which would make the game super easy. So I, I actually, I actually, I absolutely, I absolutely loved that. Absolutely loved it. 
so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, I know it's, I know it sounds hokey as hell, but I absolutely adored it. So, so please, you know, uh, don't hate me for that because it's what it is. So, <laughs> don't hate, don't hate. Yeah, you know, sometimes when you're when you're busy and you work three jobs, you gotta be able to do this. You know, you gotta be able to do this. So, um, so that's all of the um, responses that we got. Thank you so much for everyone responding. I wanted to see if either of you had any more fond memories or fond glitches that you would like to talk about. I can't think of any offhand. Okay, I'm surprised Joe doesn't have more. You know, I, I don't really remember too much about any glitches too much, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it was me not like messing around with uh game genie all that much either. On yeah, there. I just uh remember inputting codes, I mean, uh, out yeah. of magazines, that kind of thing for infinite lives and that kind of thing, but uh, I mean, I guess know, it's not really cheating because, like, I don't think the Konami code was ever for me. I never thought the Konami code was, was cheating, I thought it was just. I mean, I guess technically you could say it was, but but I always thought that was they were throwing you a bone because for me, there was no way I was getting through those games with just three lives, you know, and limited continues. Like, screw that. No, 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 no. That's that's not a thing for me. So so you give me 30 lives, I'm golden. I can I can get through the game with 30 lives. Anything else? It's a wrap. It's a wrap for me. <laughs> so. Um so Alrighty, well, uh, thank everyone for participating. We really appreciate uh, everyone who took the time to answer our question. We love um, uh, giving this, these these uh, main event these main event questions to you because it really um, again this this um, this whole thing is is community based, and we would love to have more people uh, come in and um, and answer these questions. Like I said at the beginning. Kevin will tell you at the end how you can join our Discord, um, how you can contact us uh, for for just to be on the show or anything else or to answer these questions. So the main event question for our next show, and this is a very interesting. I, I think it's kind of interesting. I'm not really. Um, I'm not really. I, I really had this question because I wanted to see what people's opinions were, uh, and what is your opinions on demos and betas the reason why i asked this is because later on in the show we're going to be talking about two demos and betas and nowadays it seems like a lot of the times when you hear a demo in my opinion a demo is supposed to be uh, a demo of the game that is already done or small bug fixes to to make sure that the game is going to be fantastic Right and betas are just a, are really testing the 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 strength of the of the platform or, or or the software for the game for release. And it seems like nowadays, uh, especially in computer gaming, um, a lot of games are are technically betas when they say early access. Now they're charging money for it. So I thought we could have a pretty good robust conversation about paid betas if it's worth it um because i feel sometimes nowadays um a lot of a lot of the times some of these games that are getting major bug fixes and you've paid for them are not like like we're paying them to be beta beta testers for their game and i just was thinking like like what are people's thoughts about that um does it make you more inclined or less inclined to play a beta um 
do you do you not mind it? Uh, just kind of think about it, and um, and we'll definitely have a pretty good conversation about that. I hope we will uh, next on our next episode. So uh, thank you again as always, and that's it. Back to you, Kev. All righty. So thanks for that, Des. Our next topic on our docket is going to be news. To Trader Joe, you're on deck. All right, good deal. So there's been some news this last week, and we're going to kind of hit the like main points, the things that uh, people are, are talking about. And there's a lot of hubbub. There's rumors right now, and this is the first thing I want to talk about. Uh, of course, you know 2K and Rockstar, they like to make money, and therefore, you know, we're not going to deal with uh, the probably the off and on rumored uh, GTA 5 for current gen i know that's something that's been floating around but uh supposedly rockstar is putting the finishing touches the remasters uh to its ps2 era classics gta 3 grand theft auto 3 vice city and san andreas for release later this year on here so i guess what happened with this is that uh it first bubbled up regarding a possibility of this because i guess they started issuing a bunch of takedown notices for GTA mods online on here. And they basically stated take two recently confirmed that had three unannounced new iterations of previous previously released titles in the works on there. So, and so I guess Kotaku investigated a little bit further and they found that they're, uh, basically found someone with a quote-unquote proven track record providing accurate information on GTA Online and Red Dead Online, claiming that GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are getting the remaster treatment. And they're supposedly the uh, remasters are being done by Rockstar Dundee, which is in Australia <laughs> on there, and they're doing an Unreal Engine that's going to be a mix of new and old graphics. Uh, resembling a heavily modded version of a classic GTA title up alongside an updated UI. Uh, gameplay is supposed to be staying true to the GTA games as they were back on the PS2 and Xbox. So uh, I guess Kotaku said that the GTA remasters were originally intended to be a bonus for players that purchased the next-gen ports of GTA 5 and GTA Online, but the plans have changed. And now they're going to be bundled together for potentially digital only release for late October or early November on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, X and S, Switch, PC, Stadia, and mobile on here. So we'll have to see if all those platforms are involved, but I guess they just want to make money <laughs> on that. So, and to me, I thought maybe they would upgrade GT, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 for current gen or bring out Grand Theft Auto 5 on here. And yeah, for me, I welcome this. I never finished Grand, San Andreas. I never finished Vice City for whatever reason. And um, I don't know Let if I desire that. to go, go back to them, but I think it'd be fun. I know I played Grand Theft Auto 3 back on the original PlayStation 2 to death on here and, and thinking about this actually i wouldn't mind uh you know them bringing like a collection if they really wanted to bring the meat 
on there, they would also bring some of the PSP games that they had, like the Vice City Stories and uh, the other games that were on uh, uh, other, you know, kind of iterated on these games a little bit, uh, also in this collection, you know. And uh, I really enjoyed the um, the DS version of Grand Theft Auto as well, with that overhead going back to the GTA 1 and GTA 2 uh, games on there. And I thought the version of that game for PSP was quite excellent. So what do you guys feel about uh, GTA 3 and its Vice City and San Andreas getting a re-release? I never played all... I mean, I've played some of them, but I've never completed any of them. I just never, you know, I, I've, I've played all of them, you know, but I've never beat any of them. So uh, I think it's fine. It's cash grab. They need some money. It's it's easy to do. I mean, we're sitting here playing Diablo 2, so hey, you know, why not get your money? So, um I if it's a re- <coughs> excuse me, if it's a reasonable price, I see no problem um picking it up. 60 bucks <laughs> uh for all three of them? Yeah. Um and it comes with all the DLC ever for them? I don't know if they had many DLCs, but yeah um we'll see i mean that's just me throwing a number out there i was just getting your oh. opinion but yeah I mean, there's if, it no... was 60, if it was 60 dollars, that's what uh 20 bucks per game I, th- I think 40 bucks would be a home run for me yeah so. i'm thinking yeah. 39.99 out the door with all of the downloadable content i think that would be really good but then again at the same time i don't want to get this kind of you know uh what is it Amalore, Kingdoms of Amalore type thing, where that was just, where that was just that remake was, or that remaster was just a hot mess. Like it was a, like I was fun to be nostalgic and play that game, but in retrospect, it, we paid way too much for that game, um, given what we got. So, but uh, yeah, um, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I'm kind of like, it, it sounds interesting, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I don't know. What do you think, Kev? I'm all in. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas were the last GTA games that I played in which everything else game-wise for me stopped. Oh, wow. I didn't play anything until I finished those, those games. It's... I thought that there was... I think it was because... You could see with three and then in Vice City, the change with the color palette and then in San Andreas, the levels of uh, the gameplay mechanics levels that they placed in in that game. You could see that it was just taxing the PS2 to to just about its limit. And those worlds seemed so huge. The story seemed really involved. And I actually enjoyed the character and the things that you the things that you were doing you can either cause mayhem you know just just for the sake of mayhem's sake <laughs> and, or you could it, it, you could actually pay attention to the story and be this uh, kind of like this instrument of of vengeance you know not that there's good guys in these grand theft auto games there really aren't but no. you're just you're one corrupt dude who's going up against other corrupt dudes. And I just thought that 
the level of immersion that the stories presented, plus the soundtracks, man. I mean, come on, especially particularly Vice City as a Gen X kid, as a Gen X kid, man. Forget it. <laughs> mm. I mean, it had some of the best licensed music in any video game that I've uh, this series has, this series has had some of the best licensed music in any video game series that I've ever heard. So I'm going to be all in. It, I would prefer it not be 60 bucks, but if it is 60 bucks, depending on how uh, these upgrades are implemented, I'll pay it. Wow. Any games in the GTA series you guys say, don't remake Leave it alone, like GTA 4, maybe. I've never played GTA 4. I played the uh, first. Was that the one with Nico? Yeah, that's the one with Nico. I didn't like that one at all. I didn't, again, I only played, like, in all these games, I've only played maybe a max of, like, three or four hours. And then I went on into other things. So I I have no uh, dog in the race for for 4. I mean, I, I think at some point they will remake it, you know. But it'll probably be a standalone. So I I, I think they should, you know, hey, you know, remake it all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, if they remade the PSP games, man, oh man, oh man. That was like Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, and then Chinatown Wars. Chinatown Wars was the shit. Man, Never oh man. It. Yeah, it's it was started out on the uh DS, but then they moved over to the PSP, and both versions are awesome. It's basically um, going back to because you know I my thing with Grand Theft Auto was that I was a fan of the original one and two, and so I played those on PC. In fact, uh, uh, I played a metric shit ton of GTA 2. I thought GTA 2 was just awesome for what it was, and the a lot of the going back and forth between different gangs and doing runs for the different factions and that kind of thing where Chinatown Wars kind of brought it back with a little bit of that GTA 3 spice in there mixed in uh, with some of the uh, kind of older games where you're more in a, like a overhead top down and, you know, running over folk <laughs> and uh, <laughs> doing runs. And I just felt like gta 3 kind of took the british out of grand theft auto because gta 1 and 2 were very i would say heavily british inspired like video games you know so cool all right good deal uh next thing i like to talk about is the nintendo indie world showcase on here so nintendo did have a about 20 minute showcase of some uh new announcements and some uh games that they are highlighting on there. Uh, first game that they showed was Necro Barista Final Pour. And this was an enhanced version of an acclaimed visual novel style adventure from Route 59 on there. It's a time console exclusive on the Switch. It did Shadow Drop on there. And uh, basically the story is regarding a magical Melbourne cafe where the dead are granted one last night to mingle with the living on there, but Final Pour introduces new narrative content, remastered visuals, and a new studios mode where you could create your own dialogue and stories, which sounds interesting on there. I think a game like this is not exactly up my alley, but uh, did you get a chance to watch the trailer for this, uh, Des? Yeah, I did. I mean, it's just, um, it, it's a visual, it's like a visual novel, 
you know, in which you talk to people and and try to assist them with uh, with various different tasks. I mean, it's not it's not a it doesn't look like a bad game. It's just, you know, it's just I think it's one of those games that's a slow burn, you know, so. Yeah. And then they also announced uh, another game, too, which was a big surprise. In fact, uh, one of our listeners went out and bought it the day of. But Axiom Verge 2, the long way to follow up to the original Axiom Verge from 2015, the kind of retro style Metroid Vania type on here uh, got announced and shadow dropped that day on there and it's out for both switch uh on the epic game store and also on ps4 i know that there's a ps5 version that will release later on there but uh you know john bt uh in our discord was uh making some comments on here he stated the um day of he was 2.5 hours already in the axiom verge 2 and it's definitely a killer game interesting switch to melee weapons compared to gunplay in the first so i guess you actually play at the beginning of the game uh, with melee weapons on there so he stated the controls are great platforming is pixel perfect apparently it's only about 15 to 20 hours should, should be done soon and i'll post post more about that so that's what he stated Awesome. so and you know i'm really looking at it i think i want to basically install and fire up axiom verge one i know it's nothing i need to play both at the same time or jump into the second one without playing the first but i actually want to you know i've always been interested in this game i played it at trade shows i have played and bought the game i've played it a little bit but not too much and it's something to where i want to dive in and then maybe i'll give me a point of reference for axiom verge 2 on any of you two going to buy this or are you interested in axiom verge 2 at all I, i'm probably not going to not going to buy it um it, it looks fun um but it's just probably something that i'm not gonna i, I, I don't know something about the way it, the way it looks is just not kind of um I don't know. It looks it, it so sometimes with the with the pixel art and how it how it looks. I'm not really sure if it's just if it's just kind of appealing to me. Although I do think that you should probably play the first one because I think that this is a direct sequel to that one. So because one of the people I thought that was that was in the first one is following up on what happened to the guy in the last one. So you might want to look into that. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to fire that up. And one guy made this game, actually. Yeah, so with, yeah. Um, that's why I was like, so. oh, you know. And another game that got uh, announced for the Switch at, uh, during the Indie Showcase was this game called Garden Story. A very day one. Cutesy, cutesy game. Well, I didn't get Shadow Dropped. I thought I got Shadow Dropped. It did. So. It's, it's already yeah. out. <laughs> it's just so silly. Like, you're a, you're, you're, you're a grape named Concord. Yes. And you're and, and, and you're it's so silly. I was showing Paul and he's like, is there any game that that isn't that isn't a rip off of Zelda? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, Zelda, Zelda basically, you know, re, uh, create a genre in its own. Just hush. <laughs> just leave it alone. <laughs> so. So, yeah, it just it just looks super cutesy. You're running around taking care of and saving a village as you are. It's you are its protector. And you have to basically keep the the grime or the sludge out of it, and you're you know pitchforking people, and you have a little sword, and it's just it's just so damn adorable. It's just 
Just yeah, so it, it does look adorable. It's available right now on PC, of course, and on Switch. It's yeah. a time console exclusive. It's from this developer called Rose City Games, or a publisher called Rose City Games. But uh, yeah, and it seems like a lot of people have. It's in, it's in the same wheelhouse as like Rune Factory, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so. it is. But it looks it looks super adorable, and the music looks really good. So, so I would say if you haven't if you haven't thought about it, you might want to, you know, think about, or, or at least look into it because it does look super cute. Um, uh, but yeah, it heavily, heavily uh, influenced by Zelda top down gameplay. Um, very, very bright um, pixel art look to it. And um, yeah, it just looks really, really cute. Very, very cute. I might look into it too. I mean, I don't know. It's twenty bucks, so it might be, you know. Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna wait for a sale. Definitely. I mean, I have yeah. no problem, you know, sitting down and being like, you know, oh, this is really cute. Wait for a sale. You know, it's like, <laughs> like I have no problem doing that with this game. You know, so I'm just like, um, yeah, I have I have no problem waiting for a, um, uh, waiting for a sale on this. I mean, gotcha. I, it's not one of those ones where you have to run out and like, I need it now. And it's like, no, <laughs> Definitely. Well, if you need that particular void filled, I mean, obviously I can go play Stardew Valley if I want to, or exactly. you know, go it's like, grab it's, Rune Factory off my shelf too. So yeah, you know. it's, it's definitely not one of those games. That's, that's like begging to be like played right now. I think that they missed the mark on this. If it was, if it was like 1499 right out the door complete, you know, for, for this indie title, uh, 20 bucks, eh, you're kind of pushing it for, but again, this is my opinion not to downplay, you know, what, what the, what, what the, you know, creators went in to get it, but it just seems like having watched a lot of this and I watched a lot of it on PC, uh, during its, um, its alpha footage, um, during its alpha, I watched a lot of, um, uh, streamers play it and it looks fun, but I just don't think it's $20 worth of fun. So I would definitely say you need it needs to just be a little bit um it, it, it needed to come off that price just a little bit good deal good deal and next thing uh that was shown was a, a new hack and slash game from fox games uh developers of moon hunters a game i've enjoyed previously on the playstation platform but they have a hack and slash dungeon game name boyfriend dungeon so you date basically these weapons and these weapons are personified in uh, a bunch of sexy dudes. So, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I'm going to dive down the boyfriend dungeon, but it's also launched on Xbox games pass. So guess what? Boyfriend dungeons on my Xbox series X. So we'll have to see. It looks this, so silly. Uh, yes. It, uh, it, I was reading some of the comments about it and people were like oh my god it's like this it's like i guess there's a couple animes that are kind of like this but uh it looks like um it looks like dream daddy and it looks like all these other types of um dating sims it's just another spin on a different type of dating sim that has like um slight fight type of thing i don't know just it just it's really a weird time for gaming right now. I mean, I think it's it's like great if you want to do this, that's fine. But I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, it just, 
please, like, I just can't take this game seriously. Like, I don't know why. I just like, like, I'm I'm all for you know, like expression, people trying new things, but I, I just can't take these games seriously. I don't know why. I just don't know what's going on, but I just cannot take them seriously. I just. <laughs> any, any thoughts on Boyfriend Dungeon, Kev? No, I ain't, I ain't uh, playing that. You already know. I don't know why. I just can't take it seriously. Uh, one guy I'm following on Twitter, that, who's the editor of GameCritics.com, um, he commented about Boyfriend Dungeon. I just thought it was kind of amusing. He just basically tweeted just like about half an hour ago. It says, almost done with Boyfriend Dungeon. Enjoying it for the most part, but bummed that the game can't progress without interacting with Eric, who is disgusting and awful. Wish I could just ghost him and roll credits. So I guess Eric is some bad sword that you just need to complete the game with, but he's just a total a-hole. <laughs> he's this, this disgusting and awful, I guess. So like, he... <laughs> I was just, I never would have thought it. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's, it's so, it's so bizarre to me. You know, and again, like I said, I'm all for representation, you know, of, of, you know, gender variant swords, but it's just like, I don't, or whatever. It's just, I, I don't know. Like, I just, uh, okay. You know, I'm just, that's all I can say is just like, okay. I have no, Okay. <laughs> it's, so weird to me. it's like it's like later daters, you know, when I played yeah. it and it was about the the uh the 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 people who were um what were they? They were um uh sextennial, you know, uh uh daters, you know, who were who were like old people that were dating people. It's just like why <laughs> like, like, I get it, but it's just like okay. Why? <laughs> so. All right. Well, other games that were shown, um, they have a, a portable version of Slime Rancher, I guess. So Slime Rancher is the wonderful, adorable game where you're like, you know, shooting slimes and whatnot. And um, couldn't get it, into it. I don't know why. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. And they're bringing down it Shadow Drop Day of on Switch on there. And then, it's been out for a while though. So yeah. It's been, been out for a while. It's also on Games Pass, just in case if anyone listening wants to dive into it, if need be. Um, there's also a new game uh, that is going to be a Switch exclusive, a time console exclusive called Eastward on there. And I saw the trailer and it looked pretty cool. It almost had like uh, action RPG elements on here, but uh, like the pixel art, it looks gorgeous on it. Uh, the bit tunes seem like beautiful and so on something it's being worked on along with uh chucklefish is the company that's publishing it the same chucklefish was the same company that brought out um wargroove on there and i definitely enjoyed wargroove from little i played of it so something i'm going to keep an eye on uh, for eastward on there and kind of take it from there um they are releasing a version of tetris effect so for the switch and that's going to be out on October the 8th. On here, uh, there was also a game called Toam, a photo adventure, which is was a relaxed camera-based puzzler. Yeah, on we talked here. about that one. Yeah, I think we saw that and we talked about it during E3, yep. I believe. So It was uh, part of the indie, one of the indie showcases. Yeah. And then also um, there's a new section, a new like kind of, uh, spinoff for Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon 
It's going to be a block matching spin-off adventure for Yacht Club Games Retro Platform Hero on here. And they showed that a little bit. Um, they also shown a game called Loop Hero, which obviously has been very popular on Steam. And it's finally going to get ported over the console starting with the Switch on here. Um, and I know Loop, Loop Hero is pretty much pretty popular it's like a uh it's like you it's a card game so you know it's like yeah you're rebuilding the world after after a after a cataclysm in which a uh i think it was a wizard or a lich destroyed uh destroyed the world and so you uh have to remember how to how it was and you're bringing it back so that's kind of the impetus uh, behind the game. So um, I've watched gameplay for it. It doesn't look terrible. It's it's kind of an idle thing <clears throat> as you're running around trying to um, help people remember um, or you're trying to remember one of the two about about what the world looked like. So yeah. um, I know it's a roguelike game as yeah. well. And I'm yeah. kind of curious how it's going to play on a console. I don't know how easily controllable it is and whatnot. I mean, uh, I know on at least looks like from watching some of the PC version, there's a lot of icons and a lot of dragging the mouse back and forth and, you know, doing some stuff to obviously play the game. And I'm not sure how well they're going to pull it off. We'll see how well that goes on here. So. And then they also showed um, a game called Far Changing Tides which is a follow-up to the acclaimed post-apocalyptic vehicle adventure Far Lone Sales on here. So it's coming to Switch early next year on here. I don't know if you had a chance to watch this, Des, at all. No, no I did not. Okay. I'll have to find out more about that. Um, the Metal Slug Tactics um, got shown on this trailer, so we know it's now coming for Switch. I think when it was initially shown during E3, um, it was initially just shown for pc on there and then looks good i'm so here day one for metal metal slug tactics it looks really good i haven't played a really good tactics game in a very long time <clears throat> and as someone who was who's been a huge fan of the metal metal gear world uh, i think this was a good progression for the franchise i am really like excited for it I, I kind of watched like a breakdown of the trailer and the breakdown of the trailer and the art just looks stunning. And I know yeah. Dot Emu is working on it, even with them being bought out by um, being bought out recently that this is the point that I think they're going to bring the thunder on this. And so we'll have to see what that kind of brings up. So um, they also showed a game called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. But it looks like totally like uh, Jet, Set Jet Set Radio. Radio. Yeah, yeah, I was totally getting Jet Set Radio vibes from that. I was like, I mean, where's where's Sega? Are Sega going to get their check for this? I mean, what's up? I was totally like, like totally, you totally like went to Sega and said, you mind if we borrow this? Thank you. <laughs> it's grinding and graffitiing. So, I mean, Kev, is that something you think you might give a shot? Were you a fan of the Jet Set Radio games, Jet Set Radio Future? I never played any of the Jet Set games. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I I did not have any 
it wasn't that they didn't necessarily appeal to me. I just never made time for them. So I saw this and I was like, this was really the only thing that kind of, cause I, I watched, um, a reached the, the read, not well after the stream was posted, I went through and watched it. This was the only thing that actually kind of sort of caught my attention. Uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, it, it. I never played Jet Set. I wouldn't mind checking this game out, maybe, but I, nothing, nothing at all really spoke to me personally in this uh, indie dev showcase. It, and a lot of it, like I said before, it depends on the cost and the price, uh, uh, the price associated with these games, because uh, I think the price of an indie game can really, can really um, um, help or hinder uh, a um, a consumer. Um, especially if they're looking at it uh, and looking at it and talking about price versus, um, I don't want to say quality, but because like quality is different across the board, but looking at price versus versus like, you know, what you're going to get for your, for your money. So I, I think a lo- I really hope a lot of these are aggressively priced to move, to get, to get them in the hands of people. Um, that's what I'm hoping at least. Yeah. And they rounded out the little showcase. They are porting Astro Near over to the Switch. Uh, Lumberjack, which if that you didn't know, so silly. You play as a, a ecology-minded bear that goes on an axe-wielding puzzle-based rampage to thwart industrial giants' <laughs> evil works on here. And the art style is quite cute. You play as a bear with an so axe. Silly. So yeah, so silly. You just you literally are just a bear. With an axe running around, you know, and Whacking fighting, stuff. you know, yeah. ecological terrorists—not terrorists, but you're 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 fighting to save the planet, <laughs> and you're stabbing folks with your, uh, you're you're cutting down and you're slashing, you're slashing uh, machinery up and stuff. It it looks very very cute. It looks very very cute. It's too bad that say. they couldn't get a Hanna Barbera license and got Yogi <laughs> up in that business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boo boo, let's kill them. Creatures, hey, hey. Oh. Yogi, oh. So Yogi. is this woke Smokey? Woke Smokey, yeah. So that's the thing I don't know though. That's the thing I like. I don't know if it's if it if they're going to make it, you know, a woke type of thing or not. I mean, it's just this bear with a with the fireman's axe talking about, you know, let's, you know, let's go stop, you know. Uh, I mean, maybe because it's like uh, the description on Nintendo's website for the game: slice and dice through machinery, slap some scent into wasteful humans, and I work guess. with wackly woodland creatures to thwart the evil plans of up-and-coming industrial giant Evil Works. One of the bullet points says to um, reduce, reuse, and recycle waste to upgrade your chopping abilities. So, yeah, that's <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just like, okay, whatever. But that <laughs> is the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. So, And Nintendo's Indie World wasn't the only indie highlight showcase, whatever you want to call it. Uh, ID at Xbox had an indie showcase on Twitch this past week. It was a total of two hours, which I will not go into everything that was shown on here, but I want to kind of cover some of the stuff that's talked about being brought over to Games Pass on here. You know, our favorite service, ha ha ha. On there, mm. so. <laughs> but uh, Stardew Valley is going 
to make its way to Game Pass for PC and Xbox sometime this autumn. So that's a good deal for people that enjoyed that game on there. Um, I know there's a big fan base for that game. That game is like very much uh, highly adored by uh, the people. We talked about the uh, Garden Story game on there because it just fits that particular wheelhouse, you know, on there. I'm not a big Animal Crossing uh <laughs> uh harvest moon type guy when you add like combat to it like in rune factory um i'm more interested on here so um i don't think stardew's probably going to scratch my itch but uh, are you a fan of the game des of stardew valley yeah stardew valley have you ever played it no i have not that's why i'm kind of like um i think the only oh yeah sorry i have played stardew valley i can't even I did. I played it like once and it was like I turned it on, played the played through the first thing was like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I just I need a little bit more to do in a game before yeah. I before, before I get rid of it. Like I I just need stuff to do, you know. I'm just like eh. yeah, I don't know about gardening and doing all these menial tasks. I mean, I've done it in Pokemon games in the past, but it's like it's <laughs> after a while, not, it's just I just yeah. kind of got it got got roped. So. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't need to do this anymore. You know, just, I mean, and no no, no disrespect to folks that like that stuff, but just, I was just so, like, I need, and I get it. It can be cathartic for people to just kind of, like, come home, plant your digital crops, and just kind of zone out. But I was just like, no. <laughs> no. Kind of similar to us playing PSO2 New Genesis, because it's like, you know. But I need more action than that, you know? I mean, there's, there's just not a lot of action in those games. And, yeah, I know. And if they were able to, like... And that's why I'm trying to, like, they need to make, like, a... Um, they need to marry the kind of, like, survival thing with a, with a, um, with an exploration and combat kind of thing. You know, that's why I'm kind of, like, games like Subnautica, you know, and No Man's Sky and stuff like that are kind of, like... In, or in my opinion, a little bit more um, in my wheelhouse because, yeah, you have to take care of this stuff and, and you can do that if you want, but there is another option to go out and explore and fight, you know? So yeah. just finding a healthy medium between the two, I think I haven't found a game that does that. And again, you listening, if you have a game that's sort of like that, that marries a sort of like idea of, you know, a Stardew Valley and, and, um, like subnautica or, or something like that game please let us know okay and the next game they showed that's coming to games pass is a game called paparazzi so um it is a first person photography game that you basically go and take cute pictures of dogs on your, and, and petting dogs of course it sounds terrible as they go about their doggy lives in a colorful holiday paradise. So, so and, sounds uh, terrible. Yes. It sounds like I try not so hard not to be mean, but that sounds terrible. So, so Pokemon snap gone, Hallmark gone, who knows, but <laughs> now if it was like cats, then that's different. Like if you're running around taking pictures of cats, yeah, but <laughs> well, we know where you side on here. I like dogs and cats, so but I like real world dogs and cats. So. Okay. <laughs> Whether I want to do this in a video game, you know, maybe 
the past the time of when we sit there and go, oh, cute Kawhi Kawhi. Oh. Aww. <laughs> we'll see. It's on Games Pass. Who knows? Hey, is, this, is this a day one for you, Kev? Games Pass? <laughs> Pup- paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> paparazzi. <laughs> so sorry. So uh. All right. Next, uh, they announced another game for Games Pass that is in the indie realm from Rebellion. So this is a uh, management sim a sequel to Evil Genius 1. That's Evil Genius 2 World Dominion on here. So um, this is the game that originally uh, first game came out in 2004 on here. You do some base building and real-time defense as you basically run your own evil lair to achieve global domination on there so i'm expecting this says it's coming out for consoles and for pc and will be on game pass day one any interest uh desmond uh i don't know know if you're gonna have game pass by then right because you've been kind of wishy kind of cotton cold on you said it's fine (laughs) you said wishy-washy it's okay I'm Speak looking for the appropriate appropriate adverb. Speak Sorry, your but... truth. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Slip. Oh my god. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. Um, I it really depends on if I'm have Games Pass because I just, as you know, if you listen to the show in the past, I'm not a fan of Game Pass on PC. So, um, I don't know. I really, I really don't know at this point. All right, and then they also showed a third-person stealth game, a sequel, a game called Aragami on here. Uh, I don't know if you guys checked out the first one, but it's kind of was a like kind of pseudo inspired from Tenchu on here, and it has a really cool cell shaded art style on here. It's 3D, you know, stealth action on there, and uh, another Game Pass joint coming out in September on there uh enhance optimize for series x and s on here so since it's uh on games fast is this something you're gonna check out kev or i know you and stealth kind of sometimes don't get along but i figure since it's tenchu inspired maybe well tenchu was a stealth game but yeah. it was very forgiving stealth that at was. least the first one um i'm thinking probably not because this seems combat doesn't seem to be your primary. Because I did watch this trailer. The combat does not seem to be your primary weapon. Stealth seems to be. And my guess is that if you're discovered, if it's not a doesn't put you in a fail state, you're just going to be overwhelmed and not really have the tools to fend off maybe more than one opponent. So I'm thinking this might be a pass. Gotcha. Well, the good thing about it, though, is it's on Games Pass, so you can always try. <laughs> you can always try it, yeah. I mean, that's the one best thing about Games Pass, is you can always try. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just your bandwidth and the time taken to play it. That's it, so. Mm-hmm. You know, but even then, I guess time time is fleeting. Like, it is not a, it is a finite resource, so mm-hmm. <laughs> choose wisely. And I'm not saying this is a bad game. It's It's... It's just not for me. I don't think it is. You know, maybe I'll check it out just to just to see. But anything, anything, any stealth game that is beyond, say, say like what the first Tenchu did is kind of it, it, it's it's out of the it's 
not even part of the equation. Gotcha. If they added a little bit more of a Souls aspect to this, or a Sekiro type of aspect, but this is not that type of game. It's but. not that type of game. You know, you can't do stealth. You can't have stealth and Sekiro style gameplay. It. I mean, maybe you could, but you know, Sekiro is Sekiro, and this this Edagami is Edagami, and stealth is stealth. So, yeah, yeah. And last, they showed Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous during the show, and they announced during the show that's coming to Game Pass on March 1st. This is a CRPG that I know, Desmond, you dabbled with Kingmaker a little bit, but uh, Microsoft has since retracted the announcement saying that Wrath of the Righteous is not coming to Game Pass, quote-unquote, at this time. On here. So they, they, they pulled the rug from pathfinder after they announced on this live stream that they're coming to games pass so awesome so you know it is what it is so i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play it anyway so i'm like i'm fine you you probably go buy it yeah so yeah i'm gonna buy it all right and since we were talking about gta 3 earlier there is another remake in the works and this remake's kind of unexpected this is a game i actually played back in the day on the sega saturn so uh, a game called power slave so power slave exhumed is coming out from night dive studios this is the developer that recently did remasters for doom 64 shadow man which was an old acclaimed game and the upcoming system shock remake on here and this was a game that was originally released back in 1996 on the sega saturn on here and it um had some people involved with the game that eventually moved on to help create metroid prime on here but uh, this was like a one of my like first console first person shooters uh, that i really enjoyed it had an egyptian motif but they are bringing it up and they're bringing it out for modern consoles now and they're bringing kind of aspects because what happened with power slave is that uh, they had a ps playstation one version and a saturn version and they had kind of different features on both games on here so and so what they're doing is they're kind of mashing up both versions with the different feature sets that they had uh that come with a like a true like remastered version of this game for modern consoles so so i don't know if either of you two have played it you know it was in my saturn library for years I never played it. Yeah. No, I never played it either. Yeah. And Lobotomy Software, they were very well known. This is their first FPS, but they wound up was the company that Sega kind of called upon to port Quake 1 and also Duke Nukem onto the Saturn, which I played both a ton of on there. I don't know if you played either of those two ports, Kevin, back in the day or not, but... Uh, no, I, I couldn't get into them. Gotcha. I was all about the FPS back in the day, especially Doom and all that stuff. So on there, but uh, just want to kind of make a mention of it. I know, especially since Turok made <laughs> its way back from who knows where, you know, Turok one and two, it's cool that Power Slave kind of, you know, made its way back as well. So I'll be looking forward to that, at least myself. And um, also too, I got some Halo Infinite news on here that, you know, you guys might find amusing, I guess. So I guess basically that the new Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to come with bots. And so these bots are making an appearance in the multiplayer for the first time in the series 
on here. And so the talked about as far as how the bots are going to perform and whatnot, but um, basically they've asked in this interview from Eurogamer asked 343 if the bots, because, you know, of course, you know, multiplayer Halo, that teabagging is like one of the, like, you know, signature moves when you play multiplayer Halo. You have to get teabagged by your opponent. <sighs> and so <laughs> 343 made a statement said I and said this is from directly from the article I asked 343 if it was tempted to have the AIT bag human players they killed to make them even more human no is a short answer here's the long answer and this is a statement from 343 the bots are primarily a part of Halo Infinite to help players learn and experiment with the multiplayer experience. We want players to feel comfortable making mistakes against bots because making mistakes means you're improving and working on skills you haven't mastered yet. We never want to punish learning, especially not by having bots engage in behaviors that a player could feel as exclusionary, including teabagging. Uh, for that reason, we don't have any explicit programming that tells us tells the bots to teabag or taunt you in any way. So. Why would they make them bots with that? Yeah, I, I don't it's get like that. what? Come on, y'all. It, it, a better question is Craig coming back. That's my question. In the campaign, is Craig gonna? Is Craig? Did Craig get a get a? a what do they call that? A, a makeover. Uh, yeah, they no, Craig no, a makeover. <laughs> no, no. I think I think Craig. I, I think Craig should have got a, a a battlefield promotion. He's Colonel Craig now. <laughs> Well, the players that are playing the beta right now actually uh, posted some um, uh, snippets of gameplay, and bots are teabagging. So, <laughs> and three four three came back says um, an example of what could like look like teabagging is a bug with bot traversal that was in the technical preview build. Three four three said it caused bots to fail to successfully jump and clamper on an edge of stair or ramps. So, and they further go on to explain the bots are meant to be welcoming and fun for players of all skill levels and the feature designed to taunt a player would oppose that goal. Of course, they're all kumbaya, hold hands, all that wonderful stuff. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe the um, Halo AI will become sentient and start teabagging and doing all sorts of nefarious things to its player base. We only can hope. So. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll start signing everybody up randomly for Rumble accounts. Mm. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And I don't know. I know Kevin, you posted something on this, but uh, I know the Back for Blood beta hit up last weekend, but there was some news and/or comments about uh, some of the uh, speakings of some of the zombies. And I saw the gameplay video you posted on here. Do you guys want to talk about that a bit? So. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> you got a zombie saying "nigga" in the game. It, it, I mean, it's 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 plain as day a, a part of me just said this thinks this is just hilarious <laughs> because we live in such in in such a uh a pc world that um 
when when real instances of real instances of racism pop up, like you know, like super serious stuff, it gets literally shoved under the under under the under the carpet because every folks just look at it and just think, oh, it's it's you know you know more woke nonsense, more uh, PC nonsense for you know. You know, take a look at what's going on in South Africa if you're if you're at all interested in what real racism looks like. Um, the this though, you know, I think that the developer is saying that this is a a video or an audio glitch of a couple of different zombies doing their individual yells. But whenever I saw this, it was always one zombie on the screen. I mean, there are all there's always multiple zombies on the screen, but it seemed to come from one particular type, and it's running running after the car- the, the the main player. And he's like, "Nigga!" It's like, "No, you can't you can't fake that. This this is it. it this is in the freaking game." You know, old, stop old white zombie, right? No, I can't tell what they are. They're they're so decayed. Yeah, you can't tell what the melanin level of these things are. And I'm look, I'm listening. I had, I know, I had to play this back. It's like, and, and it's a couple different streamers. Yeah, did this, and it's obvious that's what the, that's. You can say, oh, it's audio from two different. No, 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 no. Yeah, certainly. Turtle Rock said there is a known beta issue where several written growl sound effects are randomly combined. That ain't no freaking growl. That ain't a growl. No, that is not a growl. I'm a black man in America. I know when I'm being called nigga. When you hear it, you know it. You recognize it. No, this is this is. And it was a couple different streamers that reported it. Yeah, <laughs> at least at least it it wasn't parts. the hard ER. I'll give them that much. You know, I'll give them that much. I didn't hear the hard ER in it, so not that this makes it any better. <laughs> but <laughs> well, according to Turtle Rock, they said while unintentional, we take this very seriously and are profoundly sorry for any hurt or harm this may have caused. This issue will be fixed uh, prior okay. to launch. So. So okay. <laughs> so, truth be told, back for blood, it's not going to be racist at launch. So, <laughs> just like Halo Infinite won't teabag you, you know, it will hold your hand as you play the bots in multiplayer. So, too bad. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe they should have a, a, you know, I guess if you want to get teabagged, Desmond, I know you're not very good at Halo, so you probably get teabagged. I probably would get teabagged, but I think those robots would murder me. <laughs> I think those bots would just be like, why are you here? You know, inward. And I'm like, no! <laughs> and then they, and then they teabag me. <laughs> that's it. Just like, okay, become, thanks. Come sentient. Yes, that's right. <laughs> like, thanks. Bye-bye. So much fun. Bye. Uh, and then last kind of news stories, I just want to make a mention. We talked about betas and demos at the end of the main event. So um, Bandai Namco's role-playing game, Tales of Arise, is getting a demo starting on August 18th. It's going to be available for PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, and Series X and S. There's no PC version of the demo for some reason on there. So, And uh, 
looks like you will be able to continue your play from the demo in the actual game. So, and it gives everyone a opportunity to be able to try the game. I know that Namco is Bandai Namco is definitely looking to try to get a little bit more momentum for the series, a little bit more mainstream attention. You know, I think if Monster Hunter can get mainstream attention, I think Tales can get mainstream attention as well on there. I think it really has really good production values. So are any of you guys going to try the Tales of Arise demo? I probably will. It seems like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, this was a day one get for me anyway. So uh, I will try. I'll try to play the, the demo, but if I don't get to it, it's not going to keep. I'm. I'm. I've already decided to buy the game. Damn. Yeah, I already pre-ordered it myself as well. Uh, for people out there that may be on the fence, I know that GameStop has a ten-dollar game coin with the game, so you get ten-dollar certificate if you buy it with the pre-order it and pick it up within, I think, the first five days of launch, whatnot. So. So it's kind of cool. I'm going to give you some opportunity to be able to go back to GameStop and buy something else with your $10 <laughs> afterwards. So yeah, I, I found that you can use those certificates to just buy a points card or something too, just in case if you want to. So, okay. And also too, there is a beta online beta right now for yours and my favorite disc throwing arcade title, Windjammers, Windjammers 2. Open beta has kicked off starting on August 11th. It's going to last until August 22nd. On here, so publisher.emu um, basically announced that it is going to have the demo on PC via Steam and X PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. I have downloaded the demo already. I'm eager to play it. I don't know about you guys. I do enjoy me a bit of Windjammers on there uh, i remember at uh, evo that we enjoyed watching the windjammers tournament as well so uh any thoughts you guys on, on this uh, open beta for windjammers i've well, never I played windjammers i i know what it is i've seen it but i've never played it i always kind of wished it was tron to be perfectly honest with you and that you're throwing discs and de-resing each other that uh, uh, you know that that's just me but uh uh, yeah, I, I might take a look. I might have to take take a look at this to see how it plays. Yeah, because you're interested in it, I probably will be playing it as well. I mean, I always thought there was uh, they had a complete missed opportunity to have like a tie-in with Mortal Kombat, in which you're actually throwing discs and like fatalities. You're like cutting people's limbs off and stuff like that. But they never went that route. I, I love the beach cool. motif. I just love the when I played plenty of Windjammers. I played it plenty at. Uh, at my friend Nick's house, you know, we'll go over for UFC for, you know, for a fight or whatnot and played it in an arcade setting uh, via his RetroPie on his arcade machine. I also bought the uh, PS4 uh, remake that uh, .emo released that online play as well. And I actually played it online for a bit too, and it plays decently. So I would compare it to like just a crazy game with special moves, like kind of like a Pong type game on here you know a lot of back and forth almost it reminds me of that or like if you remember like the um v volleyball from back in the day on the nes it kind of reminds me that of that as well like that old technos volleyball game for the nes so mm -hmm. so i still have that by the way 
Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Oh, the Techno's uh, beach the beach volleyball. I think it's like mm. V V volleyball. V, yeah, V Spike something. Yeah, like that. V Spike. Yeah, I think that game's badass. But hey, any dodgeball slash <laughs> volleyball game from Techno's is always going to be a good time. So, but yeah, this game's pretty. Windjammers is a good time. So I definitely, if anyone out there wants to play before the open beta ends on the twenty second, let me know. I'll definitely give it a. Give it a whirl with you and give it a shot. So I already have it downloaded on Steam and also on PlayStation. So, ooh, la di da. Oh, because I'm special. I can download stuff. All right. So, <laughs> and with with that sarcastic remark from Desmond, that ends the news for this <laughs> fine episodes. <laughs> okay, contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail dot com. That's the email you want to use if you would like to be a part of the show and get your and get your opinions on our favorite hobby of gaming out. Or if you just like to respond to something you've heard on the show, you're going to want to send that email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We can also be found on Twitter at gaming vessels. And individually we have our own social media accounts. Uh, I can be found on Twitter for the time being at shown 71. That's S H O N U double F the number 71. Uh, I can be found on PSN at Shonuff7, same spelling with number 7 at the end. I can also be found on Xbox Live at Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. On Steam, I can be found at Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And my Nintendo Switch code, my, my not Switch code, but friend code, is 7658-2155-3309. I haven't been playing too much Switch lately, uh, but if if anybody wants to play anything, just I'll, I'll try to make it an effort to at least check that and see what's going on on my friend's request. Uh, and, of course, I'd be diligent in my duties if I did not mention our uh, Discord server. There's no prerequisite to join there's no waiting period nothing like that you can click the link for it in any podcast aggregate that you use or you can check download hit the link on our twitter on our twitter page at gaming vessels as i'm sure most of you know twitter's cut turned has turned into a dumpster fire it's probably been a dumpster fire for a while (laughs) and uh basically we're trying to build a community for uh not like-minded gamers but for gamers that have varying opinions but actually know how to share those opinions respectfully and uh discuss this wonderful hobby uh like folks with some damn sense so uh if you are if you are so uh inclined we would we would definitely encourage you to check out our discord server again varying opinions uh, varying viewpoints on this hobby of gaming, yet everybody can can get their point across in a respectable manner. It is not an echo chamber, not in the don't not in the least. So I would encourage anyone listening who hasn't checked out our Discord server, I would highly encourage you to check it out. I know all the stuff that I would normally send to Twitter, I send it to the Discord server, and uh, we've got a lot of good dis- discussions going on there. So. Uh, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Alrighty, you all can find you all can find me always on uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O 
S-I-X. You can find me on PSN and Steam at Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R, and that's the same for both, PSN and Steam. And you can find me on Nintendo at 5280-6674-4519. As always, please, uh, when you message us, let us know how you heard about us. Mention the gaming vessels or something. That way we can speak to people, not bots. Thank you. They know what they did. And Joe, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on PSN and Steam under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On the my um, wonderful Xbox platform, you can find me with the same username with a 6995 at the end, Nintendo friend code, uh, 4712-5953-1409. And at Twitter, which I still use, at uh, Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N. G-U-L. All right, all right. So, folks, that is going to... We, again, we want to thank you for hanging in there and list checking out this episode with us. Of course, special shout-out to Ren, Dahmer, and Gerald uh, from both our Discord server and from Twitter. Big shout-out to you guys for responding to our main event because, as we always say, I don't want to end an episode without thanking our listeners because without you guys, we just be three old dudes, you know, spewing out ones and zeros over the internet. <laughs> so Facts. special shout out to you guys for interacting with our show. So for Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar, and for Dez, aka the the high res hater, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. No. <laughs> I'm Show Enough 71, aka Digga Dulamite. Triple bling we'll bling, yo. <laughs> telling you we'll be back next week with episode 136. Peace. Bling bling, yo. Nope, I deleted that. <laughs>